Welcome back to the My Brother's Friend and I, the podcast. I'm the I in this situation, alongside my brother's friend, Corey. Hello there. Hello. My name is Trevor also. I forgot to mention. I always do that. And I, I say it every time and I say, oh, I forgot to mention it. Oh, well. That's just part of it now. Yeah, it is what it is. the shtick. <laughs> What's up, Trevor, since nobody knows your name? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, well, job hunting. Uh, we're on we're making progress there. But hey, pizza delivery boy came in clutch today. Yeah, I was able to get off a little bit earlier tonight. I want to get get this recorded. Yeah, we're doing a nine o'clock session today instead of our <laughs> typical five to six o'clock. Yeah, completely oh, different I, mood. I've already had dinner instead of going to you're, eat dinner. You're excited about dinner? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just had dinner. I smashed it right before I came on here. What you have? I had some leftover spaghetti. <laughs> Ooh, I went out to dinner with some people. Oh, nice. How was that? It was fantastic. I had some mahi tacos. Ew. <laughs> You're not a fish guy, are you? No, no, I don't like fish. I We're going to have fun then when you get in town. We're going to. Yeah. Nathan doesn't like fish either, does he? Yeah, he likes most fish. He's pretty he's okay. a fish guy. Okay. He's a huge fish gal. So. We're going to go. We're going to go fishing. <laughs> We're going to get a little fishy when. Yeah. I, well, it's like I always tell Kayla, I said, whenever there's new food, I say, I'll try it, but I won't like it. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? The weirdest thing I've ever eaten? Mm, it's it's interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of it. The weirdest thing I've ever eaten and liked is a different answer than the weirdest thing I've ever eaten. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is a clean podcast. No. Okay. Get the heck out of here. <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> I hate you, but that reminds me of something, and I'll explain it in a second. Um, but uh, probably this, um, the the weirdest thing, and also one of the worst things I've ever eaten in my life was this um, fish cookie that my dad had from Japan. He always and brought weird stuff back from Japan. <laughs> he did. And this was a fish cookie, and it was awful. It legitimately just tasted like it tasted like if you turned fish into like the same process of like raisins or like sun dried tomatoes, that sounds and then terrible. Made it into a cookie. <laughs> yeah, that sounds terrible. That was kind of like the cricket cookie. Not even, not even like a cricket cookie, because we had those cricket cookies in high school. I don't know if you did, but in I biology, like I, I don't know if I ever ate one of those. Yeah, Mister Hoff would give us cricket cookies, but it was just like a sugar <sighs> cookie with a cricket on it, and not like, not fully pulverized complete like it wasn't fully cricket it was like a little cricket on top yeah Ugh, that's gross that is gross but that was the weirdest thing you've ever eaten i i'd say the the mo- the weirdest thing like for my taste buds was escargot i really did not like escargot the mm. weirdest thing that i didn't mind but is like unique and like my favorite thing to say which sounds really weird, but is horse. You've eaten horse? I've had horse in France, where like that's like a uh-huh. thing you can get at, at the butcher. Like you can just go and ask for a horse meat. And oh, so that's like weird. I had I took French class in college and we were learning it. And we were learning like different foods, and one of it was horse. And I was like, Do you actually use this to my French professor? And she's like, Yeah. And like the southern side of France, like you can get horse from the butcher. It's kind of like a steak, and and like not to like be gross or like go for a <laughs> horse, but like I was like I want to try that because like that's a weird thing to have. 
Yeah, that and, is weird. And so I went and, uh, with some friends to France and at Escargot, and then the next day we had horse steaks. Ugh. That sounds awful. Yeah, the Escargot was terrible. It was really yeah. bad. Like, everyone says it's bad. It's really not good, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. But horse, so is good, huh? It, it wasn't... It, it was just like a, a lean meat. There was no fat on it. it was, I mean, it's, it's just, it was a steak, you know? Have you heard of bison? Yeah. Yes. It's, it's similar to bison. Oh, okay. I've had bison burgers. Those things are amazing. Bison burgers are good. In Colorado, I, uh, when I was with Ryan um, and my, my mom, uh, we went to, um, a, we went to a, a restaurant where they got the bison. Like They were raised like less than an hour from the, the restaurant raised and like slaughtered and everything and so these burgers were like super super fresh yeah and they were amazing <laughs> i always feel weird in situations like that you know like oh yeah no i also do if it's meat it's kind of weird because like i don't want to be able to like see be like oh i could kill that and then eat it here in about yeah. an hour it's crazy how your mind can like remove yourself from that situation like yeah i completely understand why people are vegetarian or vegan and like i get that whole thing yeah. yeah, but it's just weird that you can just like remove yourself from it. And then when you bring yourself back into it, like <laughs> my, my mom talked about one of the first times she went over for dinner with her dad, with my dad, when they were dating, mm-hmm. they had really good fried chicken at <laughs> one of my uh, aunt's house. And it was because it was very fresh. Oh gosh. After, they, after they ate the fried chicken, the little kids, my, my actual cousins were like, do you want to see? where we just like defeathered the chicken and she's like what do you mean she's like what we just ate and she's like no i don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's kind of i think what my response would be is like i don't need to i don't need to see it personally <laughs> yeah yeah no it just it takes things and it it makes you feel weird and kind of bad yeah i would imagine i see on the the flip side of that the reason why i said meat it's kind of weird but um if you get like fresh fruit it is awesome hmm which is kind of like the same concept. I mean, you've been to suitors where you pick a strawberry and then you can just eat it right there. And it's like the greatest thing you've ever eaten in your life. Yeah. Or one of their fresh apples. Also amazing. But then. Yeah. Um, apples off the tree. They are so good. <laughs> or fresh um, cider. Also incredible. <laughs> where they make it literally right in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is so good. Um, but uh, I was thinking is um, when I was in Costa Rica. Oh, random. I, not randomly. I was there for a school. Like a schoolish trip i don't know i went for it for spanish trip and um we had uh we went to this like fruit farm basically and we had like they had like fresh fruits of like everything but like the most fresh was like pineapple Mm -hmm. like they like just pulled it out of the ground and then gave it to us and it was like it's something else it is it just doesn't taste the same as it does here it's so good (laughs) yeah i mean that's what in the bahamas we would have coconuts We'd be diving all day and we'd be out on the water. And so you're, you're dehydrated anyways. And then like you come back on shore and then you're on this Island with a palm tree and like the <laughs> stereotypical, you climb up the tree and grab the coconut. <laughs> so good in comparison to just like Coke. Like I don't, I can't drink coconut water. I'm not one of those monsters. Oh. I can just like buy coconut water at the store and just chug it. That's but, disgusting. Like, out of a coconut when you're exhausted and just like super dehydrated. Oh, so good then i can see see i love body armor which is coconut water ish but it's not the same i know um but straight coconut water is gross first time i ever had it um was 
remember. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it was just some random day. I think. Um, I just remember Nathan and Brock came home, and I was in the basement playing Modern Warfare Three. I think so. It was a little bit aged, and uh, and they're like, "Try this," and I was like, "Okay." And I was like, "This is one of the worst things I've ever seen." Yeah, it's not good. It's really not good. Oh no, it's it's awful. I was gonna bring some. I was gonna say something else, and I can't remember it now. I have something. Yeah, this is nothing to do with anything. If you think of what you're gonna say, go for oh, it. Oh, that's this is it. Hold on, before we go on. Have you ever had oysters? I'm n- I've not, and I am scared of them. <laughs> I've had oyster crackers. Does that count? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. We were talking about this at dinner because we went to a seafood restaurant this evening. Mm. Um, but oysters are just one of those things that people either love or they hate, and I'm definitely on the hate side. They're kind of scary. Aren't, aren't they like boogers? Or is that mussels or whatever those no, are? No, that's, that's oysters. You're right. So if you have them raw, so you just shuck it open right there and you get like the salt water because they're kind of they seal in and they keep some salt water in them when they so they don't desiccate so they're just like holding it in so you pop it open and the salt water comes out and then you just scoop the whole oyster the organism and you just whoop and it's it's like a booger that just sounds Awful. And people love it. And the craziest thing is, is I used to do oyster farming in my undergrad, um, like the whole process. People can spend up to twenty to thirty dollars to hundred dollars in oyster, one single oyster. Why would someone do that? I would that's, much rather buy a forty dollars steak than I would for something that's this big, <laughs> the it's, size it's, of my hand. It's a two inch blue point oyster that they're. Every couple weeks, they're brought on shore and they're tumbled, so their shell is perfectly round. It's aesthetically appealing, and then where they're from, um, it's just something about like I think they're Virginia oysters. It's just something about it. Just apparently, the taste is so good, and I'm just like, Ugh. and you want to know the craziest thing? What's that? They're just filter feeders that are pulling an algae and toxins and their bioaccumulants and yeah, they don't even do anything good or then they do good stuff i'm just saying like they don't eat anything they're just nasty yeah. it's Ugh. algae and and you're eating the stomach and you're eating like oh that's disgusting and people people are all about it it's like that thing that like it's a, a lot of people love them there's a few people that hate them kind of thing but a lot of people like you're like oh i hate oysters and like what I'm like yeah no no that sounds me. that sounds awful not for me. That's not for me. But nope. um, so what I was thinking of is because I, I just they just drove by. So does uh, does Wilmington or is this like a Bluffton thing? Um, do they have mosquito trucks <laughs> that drive by? Yes, not as often as Bluffton. I didn't know but, if that was like an actual thing or that was just something random that Bluffton did because I feel like Bluffton does a lot of random things that like community things that like most people don't ha- like most communities don't have. Yeah. Um. I've seen a mosquito truck like once or twice, but I don't see them often. Yeah, that makes sense. And that that whole thing is a weird thing too. And like the whole mosquito, like they're spraying this chemical that's crazy. Yeah. I actually, one one of my undergrad studies was like, I did a bunch of research in undergrad and like worked with oysters for a while. I worked with clownfish. I worked with sardines. And the one with sardines was working with bifenthrin which is a part of the chemical that they spray um, for the mosquitoes. Mm. You want to know a crazy thing about bifenthrin? 
What's that? Just, just a good nugget for you to have. <laughs> it causes some sort of reaction that creates an estrogen imbalance. And so <laughs> if a male gets like a certain amount of bifenthrin, which it actually is very limited that you have to intake into your body. Yeah. It can then cause like estrogen to go throughout your body. And so (laughs) when I was doing all this research, they'd like make you check yourself to make sure you weren't growing boobs. That's wild. (laughs) Really weird thing. Nice. Huh. That is interesting. Luckily that never happened to me, but like, yeah, it was like the thing that, they would always say when you join the lab is like, if you're going to work on these projects, you got to like check yourself every once in a while. And I was like, for what? They're like, make sure you're not growing boobs. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, straight up. <laughs> that is a, uh, that's definitely an interesting uh, like problem to have. Yeah. That's very unique. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. I get, I got, I would get attacked by blue crabs working with oysters. My boobs would grow with sardines. Clownfish would bite me. Um, nice. See, yeah. in my undergrad, I didn't have anything like that. I just I, ran Excel sheets and stuff. <laughs> so it was a little bit easier, I imagine. I do that physically too. demanding. I do that too, but I'd also get attacked by clownfish, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's where, that, but then you learn information like the whole Finding Nemo thing, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was his mom or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, Marlon's yeah. Marlon's the mom, and then Nemo's the new dad. Nice. Yeah. That's strange, but nice, I suppose. Um, yeah. You know what's you know what's fun? Tell me. This is random. It's delivering pizza. You know why? Why? It's just nice to walk out with cash. Dude, cash jobs? Fantastic. I forgot you worked as a waiter, so you would know. Yeah, it's awesome. You just walk out with a pile of money. You're like, this is awesome. Yeah. And um, allegedly, you could walk out with more money than what you'd claim on taxes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't, you... I don't, I don't think that's ever happened. But allegedly, if you if you ever worked in the business, <laughs> you'd allegedly maybe know something about that. And that yeah. was that was the thing that I'd allegedly think was the best part. <laughs> yeah yeah these are all allegations these are not these are not confirmed <laughs> can't confirm that you'd walk out with a lot of money and only claim a little that would happen very rarely but like all cash <laughs> if i if i could make anyone who listens to this like remember a, a nugget of information that's important is always oh. tip cash to your service industry people <laughs> yeah like yeah. if you can't like 20 percent we can talk about 20%. I think that's a very real thing. Tipping should tipping anyone that doesn't tip should not talk to me. Cause I don't want to talk to you, that's but like, so true. but like tipping cash, I take that's a 15% awesome. tip in cash over a 20% tip on a credit card. Yeah. It's always pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, um, uh, the, um, when people like, well, th- yeah, this is, this is nothing to do with what you just said, but like tipping people, like if you order delivery, you can if you can afford delivery, you can afford to tip. <laughs> Absolutely, I, and That's I'm a cheap I'm a cheapskate, so I go to the place because I, I yeah. understand that if there's going to be a delivery fine. fee, and then I know that there's going to be a tip. So I purposely I go to the place because it's like no, I, I I'm I'm cheap. I don't want to pay I don't want to pay twenty dollars for a ten dollar pizza. You know. Yeah, and that's okay, and that's smart. See, so you're being you're being conscientious. You're doing it the 
the way that you should is if you're going to go pick it up, you might as well pick it up. But then you got people that I drive 20 minutes to, well, not that far, 10, 12 minutes to, and then they don't even tip me. And on like a, I delivered the other night on a $50 order and they did not tip me anything. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, and that happens in the service industry because technically you're making minimum wage. Yeah. And so people, and there, there's like people that I've talked to that are like, no, servers don't, or delivery anyone they don't do, they don't need a tip it's like no that's not how it works <laughs> yeah but also a crazy thing my neighbor is a boat captain really he delivers boats for people that's so, hype. yeah it's super cool and he delivers like anywhere from twenty thousand dollar to a million two million dollar boats yeah he his job is literally to teach you how to work the boat yeah he always tells me that he gets so mad because people don't tip him. But like, apparently that's a normal thing you're supposed to do too. Like there's all these weird things that like, you don't think about that. That's true. Like required tips for the longest time. I didn't know you were supposed to tip a haircut. Like the person who cut your hair. I also didn't know that. I had no idea. Until but I started going to a barber and then I was like, Oh, okay. So people actually, t- they tip. I mean, which makes sense. I mean, I just, it's nice. You get $12 haircut. I give them 15 bucks and walk all the day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I get, I tip my, the person who cuts my hair really well. I don't. I don't like to call her a barber, but she she cuts only men's hair. That's a weird one, right? She yeah. She, she cuts only men's hair, but she doesn't call herself a barber. She's not a barber. But she but she only cuts men's hair. And what's a barber? That's interesting. Because I had a I have had because I had a, the the um Fredericks Mrs. Fredericks. Uh, she's a uh, she was a barber female barber. She's a female barber, and she was awesome. She was the best person I ever cut hair. Yeah, I've ever had, but she doesn't do it anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, but but thinking back, I was, I I don't think I ever, and I don't know if my parents because like when you're little, your parents like pay for it, you know. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Is I think like like when my parents would give me money to give them, I would be like, I would, I guess I wouldn't know how much the haircut costs, so I would just give yeah. them whatever they gave but like, me. <laughs> but like, were they tipping? Yeah, I, I, I would, th- I think so. so. I think usually I had a seventeen dollar haircut. And then they would give me twenty and just say keep it. So I think they were tipping for me if I was giving them. But or were you the snotty little teenager that'd be like, "Here's seventeen dollars, give me the three back." And then you like <laughs> take the three dollars and you're like, "All right." Dude, whenever I did, I was like a three dollar. Like I always hear those stories about like kids that just like steal, not steal money from their parents. They're like, "Oh, I'm not giving you it back." It's like three dollars can't really get you that far. No, I mean if you all- add it up, yeah, it'll do it. But exactly, it's it's all about that add up game. I I would do that a lot. My parents would always like give me like twenty bucks, but they never asked for it back, and so I was just like, I assume that the three dollars of do. gas money is mine. That's what I would do if they were giving me like, you know, thirty dollars, and the thing I was buying was ten dollars. That would be a different situation. I give it back. Yeah, to yeah, them, yeah, but yeah. Like most of the time, yeah, they're giving me twenty, and they're like. You know, it was a twelve dollar thing. You'd be like, yeah, just keep it. My mom was always like, "I'll end up giving it to you anyways." So exactly. You well. you, children are so good at sucking money away from parents; <laughs> they're gonna take the money eventually. So you might as well just let them keep it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, the reason why I was mentioning this is I know you said this is a, this is a PG podcast, so I'm gonna keep this as PG as possible without making any any uh, references or innuendos. Today is June 9th. So if you look at the date in numbers, ah, <laughs> and I made sixty nine dollars today. Well, hey, so you I, made like, the that date. Is, I did. I made the the date and nothing more. 
That's all we gotta say. <laughs> but I was like, that was that was nice. That was a nice coincidence. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so it was a nice. That's, a, it was that's nice. a pretty good. That's all tips. Yeah, tips and delivery fee. Sounds like and then, awesome. And then you make your normal minimum wage. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's pretty nice, <laughs> dude. Sign up to be a pizza delivery guy. Yeah, because I took uh, I think eleven deliveries tonight. So about a little under six dollars a delivery. I'll take that for sure. <laughs> That's pretty solid. Yeah, it's nice. I always like doing it because, like, if I take a delivery an hour, let's just say, just one delivery an hour, even if I don't get tipped, if I have a even just a dollar fifty delivery fee, I'm still making more than minimum wage just for driving. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's awesome. I love I love delivering pizza. It's fun, huh. and you just get to talk. You just drive around and talk to people all the time. <laughs> That's interesting. Trevor, I got a, I got a question for you. So this, I'm going to give you a little backstory for this one, because right. I talked about last week that the Bachelorette came back on. <laughs> oh Lord, yeah. So Bachelorette came on Monday. Mm-hmm. So obviously watched it. Alara and one of her friends were over, so we we're all watching it. One of the guys. So have, you know the premise of it, right? That it's a bunch of it's one girl dating a bunch of guys. Yeah. But like the first night, they stuff all the guys in like a couple of limos and. It's all about like that first impression of like coming out of the limo or sometimes people don't go in the limos. They like bring in trucks or they bring in extra like vehicles or different things. Yeah. Okay. And so like that's become like the entrance. The entrance can be very valuable because there's a first impression rose, which this first impression rose is to someone that the bachelor bachelor has a really good first impression of. So that could be either from their entrance or from their really quick communication. Okay. Crazy thing. Their first night, they don't end filming. So it starts at like seven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. It doesn't end until like six in the morning. Whoa. It's like nonstop filming of like them all entering. And then they give them like two hours or three hours of cocktail time where the bachelorette or bachelor actually gets to talk to all the contestants. And then yeah. they start the rose ceremony. So like by the time the first rose ceremony happens, all these dudes look like they're cracked out because it's like six in the morning and they haven't slept and they're all just like blinking like crazy. Everyone's contacts are dry and like all this stuff. But one of the dudes impressions, how did they, how they came in? Most of them come in like suits or like there was one dude who came in a cat costume. <laughs> That's strange. Strange, right? <laughs> yeah. He was a math teacher. That explains a lot. <laughs> I was like, this dude's going far because he's a teacher that like pulls heartstrings because like yeah. men that work with children yeah, always can, a plus. You can hit them with a story or two and then, about how exactly, you lives and you're getting exactly. Go. And then Katie, Katie likes cats, and so and he's like a goofball, and she's like the bachelor is very like goofy as well. And the the friend who is over, she's like, now nah, this guy's going home right like right away. I was like, nope, this dude's going for a long haul. <laughs> and she was like all about him the whole time, and I was like, boom. <laughs> but most of the guys come in in suits. Come in with like goofy little entrances. One dude came in in his RV. He actually drove his RV up. Oh, Lord. That he lives in full time. And then during the cocktailing time where the, the contestant got to like go talk to all the different people or the bachelor took talk to all the contestants, he took her out to his RV <laughs> and showed her the RV. And it was like a mess. It was like a 1980s probably RV. And he had like a f- vegetable tray. Oh my gosh. All these other dudes are like all-star athletes or like 
successful guys. And then this dude's like, come look at my RV that I live in. <laughs> he got kicked out. He went home. Oh, you hate to Sad. see it. One night in, he couldn't even make it that far. But yeah. he, I mean, he got to drive home in his RV and he, he took his house with him. But yeah. Would long-winded way to this question, but I thought it was a good story because like, don't do yeah. that if you ever go in The Bachelor. Yeah, that, bachelor. that makes sense. Would you ever live in a camper? Would I lo- ever live in a camper? Um, It would depend. It would depend on the camper and it would depend on where I'm at. Um, If I was in a camper in like, bluffton no <laughs> i wouldn't do it <laughs> so say you have a remote job you land a solid gig you're working for amazon remotely you don't have an office i would do it but not for like a long long time i think i could do it maybe for like a year or two like just driving around but- like if, assuming i could get reception everywhere um and still be able to you know do the job that would be awesome actually i think that would be a lot of fun to drive around just wherever you want and then just sit, camp out and do your work and call you it can, a day you can work for three weeks in la you can then go and go to texas for three weeks and you can go to boston like you can go anywhere yeah. i would do that i would do that um but also it would depend on the rv if it was like some old crappy one? No way. It'd have to be something that's like going to be kicking, you know? It's going to be... I want to be like wanting to live in this place. Like if I was just saw it on the street right now, and I'd be like, I'd live in that. <laughs> okay. So what about like the, uh, the, the big thing is the Sprinter vans and like those, like, would you do that? Like they're small. Have you ever been... Like my parents have one. I was going to say like the ones your parents have. I exactly. haven't like... I've seen it. I, I've seen it and I've seen pictures of it, but I don't know if I've ever been inside of it not their new one at least i've been to the like the old like pole one yeah had. the pole behind yeah but have you um, i mean have you ever you've never seen like these you're probably not old enough yet that's like that's like my generation all my generation who's like four <laughs> three four years out of college when they land their job that's what they all do i feel like is like, <laughs> i um i've i've seen them they can it's impressive how much they can fit in how a small area yes um but oh I don't. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it that crammed. I think that would be too much for me. Would you do that? Yeah. So caveats of if I had a remote job and honest, and I could not be married to Laura. Like, yeah, it would have to. It's a single thing. I. <laughs> no, I've seen sure. people. I've seen people that like the married couples that do it. I don't know how they do it. No way. There's not yeah, enough you... space for honestly my own clothes to be in there. <laughs> that like. Yeah. Imagine cramming two people's. And some people like do it full time where that's like, they, they don't have a house. They just have that camper. Like they are living the complete minimalist. That's nuts. And, and I know how much you, you know, you can, you can say, oh yeah, married life. I'd spend every waking moment with this person as much as you want. But when you're spending every waking moment and every sleeping moment next to this person in like a space, that's the size of a jail cell. I don't think I could do that. Yeah. I, like, so like Alora and I work, in a five foot section from each other we work in the same room we both work remote remotely right now i'm, I'm gonna go back in the office here soon thank goodness um, <laughs> but like our lives are pretty together we like wake up we work together we go to the gym together then we come home like we, we have a bigger house but like i don't think then being back into same confined space full time that would be like the tipping point that would be that would be too much for I think for anybody. There's no way. 
Ugh. I mean, I think even in an RV like that, it would still be a little much. Yeah, I could probably do it for a year, but I, I think it'd be the best year of my life doing it. But it, yeah, it would have to be no strings, like no time. Like you to do that lifestyle, I think you can't have any connections or ties to anyone. Yeah, you can't be like have responsibilities. You can't have like needs to be able to like you know go back and focus on other things. You got to be like I'm all me right now. <laughs> yeah. It would be cool. It would definitely be a cool experience. I think it would be like a rewarding experience. But I feel like I feel like it could get well, it'd get one to get very lonely. I mean you'd meet a ton of people, but you wouldn't make connections with people. You'd have you'd have a ton of acquaintance acquaintances and very little friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I don't know. I th- I feel like you'd almost get like I say a little boring, but like the only reason I say that is because you know 85, 80% of the U.S. is not anything exciting. So while you're driving and stopping in the middle of Kansas, you're going to be like, this sucks. <laughs> and then when you, you know, get to the Rockies or something, you're like, okay, this is cool again. But for I feel like if you're doing any traveling on those days, you're going to be finding times when you're going to be like, this sucks. <laughs> and you're going to be stuck in some place out in the plains and you're going to be able to see for 30 miles in each direction. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's... It- it, the concept's great, and I think, I think what's going to happen is a lot of people have been doing it from COVID. Yeah, I think I think the camper market is about to go wild. I think yeah, there's probably be a bunch of campers for sale here in like two years. Oh yeah, most certainly. I think for me personally, I would rather like in, instead of taking a whole like instead of doing it for like a year, I think I would rather take off work like two or three months and just see as much of the U.S. as I can. Because you can really only drive if you're doing the camper. Like, you can only really drive around the U.S. Like, it's all you yep. Maybe Canada. Maybe Mexico. But that's really all you can do. You, it's not like you can just... I'm just gonna, let's just assume we're sticking in the continental United States. Um, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think I'd rather just take off a bunch of work and then just do as much as I can in that amount of time and then be like, yep, I did it. I saw what I needed. <laughs> I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. So, let's end it out with this question. All right. Related to travel, fly or drive? Um, if I had unlimited funds, fly every single time. <laughs> yeah, ten times out of ten, I would. N- there is zero circumstances where I would rather drive. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Because... I I've thought about getting my pilot's license for that reason too. Really, that'd be interesting. <laughs> nice. The only reason I I like I like flying because the reason why I like flying. Is one reason, one reason only. Driving to vacation is all right. You know, it's fun. You know, you're getting there and you're getting vacation. But Absolutely. when you have to drive back, you're driving back to work and regular life. <laughs> you're not driving back to something cool. That you is get true. home and you're tired and you just have to unpack and you have to get milk and clean everything and turn the air back on. <laughs> just a pain. Mow the lawn, do all sorts of stuff that you couldn't have done while you were gone. <laughs> that is true. I do enjoy a good flight. Flying is one of those things I can knock out in like two seconds. Really? You fall asleep on flights? All the time. I've, I don't know if I've ever slept on a plane just because I like looking out the windows. I mean, I, if I'm not in the window seat, I get, I just go my phone or something. But. I definitely enjoy f- looking out the window depending on my, my, the place of like where I'm going. Um, yeah. Transatlantic could care less <laughs> yeah, like, that, that makes sense yeah when you're when you're up there and you just see like blue and you're just uh, there's nothing there 
Okay. Okay. Well, I, I'll look at the same thing two... for the next three hours. Exactly. <laughs> so sleep. Exactly. But like, there's been some crazy flights I've had where you're flying real low over the Caribbean or something like that. And it's amazing. That would be pretty awesome. I think the, if I had one story here, the, the coolest flight I ever had um, was I got so lucky. So we, I don't know. We, I don't know why, what, never mind, I'm just going to say it. So we were flying. Um, it was me and my dad from Cincinnati, I think. And we left, we flew out at like five o'clock, I think, but we were flying to Las Vegas um no it was later than that because it, it was getting wait yeah it gets darker the faster you go that way right does that make sense no what it is stays no lighter. it stays lighter okay yeah yeah so we must have left later than that but regardless we were flying over there and um and we were landing at like 10 o'clock and so if you know anything about vegas it's dark everywhere around it except for vegas <laughs> And I could see out my window. I was able to see Las Vegas at night. And like we flew right in. I was able to see the whole thing out my window. And it was so cool. One of the coolest things I've ever seen. You could just see like the strip, the whole strip. Yeah, everything else is, you know, sand and darkness. And then there's the giant Las Vegas strip and all these lights like crazy. And then nothing again. (laughs) Yeah, that is cool. It was pretty awesome. I was I was lucky. I was like that. I got the best seat I could for this. This is cool. Yeah, and and I know we're going over time, but I I'll never remember to tell the story again. So I'm gonna just tell it before <laughs> we forget. So with flights, some of my craziest flights were during my grad school time, where I would do a lot of Bahamas um, flights. Mm. And in the Bahamas, there's a lot of island hopping. And so island flights are like 10 minutes. You're like barely, you're like 5,000 feet above um, and stuff like that. And you're just, you're going 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. One of the times I had to go on my own and I was meeting people, collaborators at my, at the location. No big deal, right? <laughs> yeah. I get to the airport in the Bahamas to go to the next island. I kid you not, it was probably a 15 year old that was flying the plane and he's like are you here to go to this island i'm like yep i was like are you going too and he's like i'm your pilot i was like oh shoot okay and i was like you know what whatever these get these kids have been riding these planes because it's a it's a that's the way of that's a travel that's driving a car over there yeah yeah and so jump in the plane take off the side everything's fine on the takeoff he like leaves the door open until we're literally about to pull up and then he's like all right i need to shut the door he shuts the door <laughs> it's like whatever i'm co-pilot because it was just me and him yeah um, and th- <laughs> this was probably like a seven seater and we were just flying and it was beautiful it was one of the most amazing flights i've ever had because i actually got to see a ray like seat like stingray migration mm, that's sweet <laughs> it was so cool that is cool. And him and I were just he- talking. We both had um, headsets on because it was just him and I. And we were just rolling with it. And then he's like, all right, ready to land? Like, yep. <laughs> he's like, we're going to have fun. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> That's just what you want to hear out of a 15-year-old. <laughs> this dude dive bombs the plane. <laughs> Literally dive bombs the plane. And rips into it. And then all of a sudden pulls up last second. Smoothest landing I've ever had in my life. 
<laughs> you were probably about to grab your pants. We were over the ocean, and this island that I went through went to it was Eleuthera. There's a plane, a crash plane that sits <laughs> off the reef. Oh no! And so every time I have a phone there, I'm just like, that's probably what I'm gonna be one of these times. <laughs> Especially and if you're dive bombing right now. This kid just drops a plane like not even just like drops like you know like when you hit like turbulence and you your plane like (laughs) you feel it fall yeah he tilted the whole front end down oh man and then rips it up last second and then just hit the smoothest landing i've ever had in my life that's pretty awesome and he's like pretty nice huh and i was like i hate you but it was a perfect landing (laughs) and i got off the plane and i jumped on to like i jumped on this land and i was like oh my gosh thank you yeah i'm i'm this is this feels good for me to uh have my have my feet on on the ground boots on the ground (laughs) so commercial flights are nothing because of these little bahamas flights that i would always have in these planes that would be held up by duct tape and rubber bands and flown by 15 year olds but that's that's wild that sounds like fun sounds like a nice time it was an interesting experience yeah at least you can say you did it I I've done it. Don't want to do it again. Hey, that's all that matters. At least you did it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but with that, we're way over time. Nice. Well, we were under we were under time last week, so we just made up for it this week. There we go. Thanks for listening. Catch you again, same time, same place next week, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter or tweet me, whatever at Bros Friend and I, and uh, we'll be just here hanging out. So nice. <laughs> see you next week. We'll see ya. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.